Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast on Wednesday the 14th of July with me, Peter Watson. I'm joined today by Duncan Balkan, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hi Duncan, how are you doing today? Hi Peter, I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I am very well. There you go. Now, I thought I'd say something different to not too bad, thank you. Um, it's really like really like mix it up um <laughs> so uh so anyway which story from today's watson's daily did you find most exciting yeah so for me that oh i'm not, I'm not sure exciting but interesting definitely uh, <laughs> about, about about google they've got themselves in a little bit of hot water uh yeah. the other side of the channel yeah um so this is the french competition regulators have fined google yeah. um for violating an order now in in posh words, the order was to agree licensing deals with publishers, etc. So it's basically it's paid for content that other people have written that they've used on their pages. Yeah. So this is the thing where um, they're trying to clamp down on big, just essentially sticking a very elongated link to someone else's content and making it kind of look like their own on your newsfeed and things like that. Mm. Um, so obviously this is targeted quite heavily at people like Google and Facebook and and the like. Um, and we, we've talked about it before and we've thought these kind of regulations are a good thing because actually it costs a lot. It takes a lot of time to produce this content and mm. it's good that people are kind of being forced to pay for it. Mm. Uh, but Google have found themselves falling a little bit foul of the licensing deal. Uh, and as a, as a result, they've uh, found themselves on the wrong end of a 500 million euro fine, yeah. uh, which is, I mean, even for Google, that is a massive fine. Mm. Um, and this, like I say, it's kind of this ongoing kind of, struggle tussle between publishers wanting to be paid for their content and google said mm. paid in exposure which as we mm. all know is is not real payment uh, mm. because that, that's the same rubbish they give to musicians when they say come play down the pub for free because you know you may be a professional but actually there's loads of people here that might buy your material and you're getting loads of exposure similar thing it's not real payment it's a well you're being seen by loads of people Mm. Um, and, and they obviously claim that because it's Google, it boosts traffic to the people's apps, websites, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so Google, like I said, even for them, this is a big fine, uh, and mm. they're clearly not going to be too happy with it. Um, mm. And it's not the first time it's happened recently because they got in trouble in Australia for something similar, didn't they? Um, yeah. And they tried to fight that for a while and ended up caving and ended up signing various agreements and stuff um, mm. to basically say, yeah, okay, we will pay for this content properly. Mm. Um, so there's a couple of interesting aspects. One is, are they going to fight this or are they just going to kind of, you know, accept it and pay the fine? Um, and if they go for the kind of fighting angle, it's going to be really interesting because basically the regulators have given them a, a two month window to rewrite what they're doing or get fined 900,000 euros a day for, yeah. for not doing it. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, it's, it's those two things. Is Will they fight it? Are they... Are they <sighs> again controversially are they more bothered or less bothered because it's in europe not in australia i don't mm-hmm. know uh, and yeah either way this is gonna cost them a lot if they decide to fight it it's nine hundred thousand a day if they decide to not fight it they're gonna have to find 500 million euros from somewhere mm-hmm. so it, it, it's just part of this like i said ongoing struggle between between publishers going well actually you don't understand how much work goes into this we need paying for it properly and mm. the big tech companies going yeah but we've got millions of users we're doing you a favor mm. um so yeah it's, it's it's an interesting for me a really interesting struggle obviously made more interesting by the value of this fine um mm. yeah so what, what, what are your thoughts on this before i waffle all day no 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 <laughs> i think no it's interesting i mean i i do think um that this is a struggle that's been going on for quite some time 
Um, and so it's, it's, you know, it's good that the regulator has got involved. Um, I think that generating, you know, decent content is very difficult. Um, and I think that, um, you know, that, that all of these, um, that, that, you know, I, obviously I'm a massive fan of newspapers because um, I really feel that they are, uh, there's, there's a certain quality um that that you know they they are standard quality standards they have to adhere to um i also think that they are uh, they're very consistent with um with their output um and uh you know because obviously it's every day and then they are also very accountable you know so it's not like because um in in one um i i do remember uh you know one uh, brokerage i used to work at um, we used to have this analyst who was brilliant at finding brilliant ideas, right? You know, mm. really good company. Yeah, you know, I just went to see this company. It's absolutely fantastic. Definitely got to buy some of these. Um, and it'd be great. You know, it, would, it, um, it was good. Um, everyone told their clients because we all believed, uh, you know, we all believed it. Um, and then after about two or three months or something, this didn't happen all the time. It didn't happen sometimes with him. Um, you know, the the stock would have done an absolute bomb, you know, like really mm. well, really, really well. Uh, and then something happened, you know, like, I don't know, some, something went wrong. Anyway, stock would then plunge. He would then move on to, by that time, he would have moved on to a different stock. And, um, <laughs> and we used to call this a QWA, right? A, a quietly walking away. <laughs> so, so there'd be all this like amazing stuff right at the beginning. And then once this guy got his clients kind of out of it, he'd be like moving on. And then we'd still have clients in it saying, hey, what's happened to this stock? It's gone down. And we'd have to we'd have to answer. Um, and I think that, um, that, that you know, the thing is, <coughs> sorry, with newspapers um, and you'll notice, I think you'll know this by also by, um, you know, if you do consume your news via um, um uh, via social media i mean this is one of the weaknesses i think of social media this is why i say to people you really should read newspapers um is because you don't know who's written it and you don't know whether they're still going to be there hmm. you know they could just jump in make a controversial comment and just run away you know and i think that that is very that can be very dangerous um so so to that end, um, you know, I do think I am a massive fan of newspapers. And I do think that um, the companies such as um, Google and Facebook, etc., um, they if they are going to use that content, um, then, and you know, they just publish it. Don't they? they just literally they just take it off as is and stick it on their, you know, on their feeds. Um, yeah, normally with an outrageously clickbaity headline to go with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and if they do that, then then you know they are using that that content wholesale. And yeah, you, you know, it, it seems only right um, that um, that that the, they should be you know uh, compensated for it. No, I, I would I would agree. I mean, I'm going to draw the comparison with music again because to me, it's a very similar kind of area. Yeah, um, because there is a lot of create a creation goes into both, and you can't play someone else's music without paying royalties, mm. uh, because there are laws to stop you from doing it. You have to mm. have the you have to have the car performing rights association license and all sorts, and and you can't do it with music. And yet these companies are being allowed to do it willy nilly with any kind of 
written media they like and they just I, I think the, the fact these regulations exist now is a good thing i really hope that they almost get made an example of when they do it and mm. and this fine is quite clearly making an example of them isn't it they've, yeah. they've picked a number that is even for a yeah. company like google this is a painful yeah. number and i think it's fine but then again i do think that this only favors the big outlets you know yeah. if you're a small like specialist um a, a, you know publication mm. they they can probably still argue hey you know do you, do you want the exposure and you're probably going to say yes yeah it's just only that like you know obviously news corp and things like that yes they can argue hey we need to be paid mm. but i do think it still is not good for the and, and actually in in some ways because of that because those big companies can sign those big deals the little companies get tossed aside because you know because they don't pay so I I don't know. I just think that it's I just think that it's um uh yeah, I, I just think that it's um uh a tr- yeah, it's a tricky situation mm-hmm. and uh you know they're they're catching up with it. So yeah. And, I mean to be fair, there is probably an opportunity then then like you said for some of the smaller outlets to go, look, actually we're we're happy for you to share our stuff for free because it gives us the exposure and you might mm-hmm. find that they can almost work out deals that mean they don't have to pay the big corporations, they can use small yeah. smaller companies without paying for it and they're happy with the exposure. So mm-hmm. like I say for for big corporations probably they're not so happy, but like you said, little little or smaller news publications might actually quite like the fact that Facebook or, mm. or Google, or yeah, yeah, they need it. They need it. I think, yeah, absolutely. So, so that's Google put in its place by the French authorities and by us. Um, <laughs> so, uh, what what story caught your eye this morning? Um, well, um, I thought it was the chaotic um, return to the office. Um, so, obviously, we've had these latest, uh, uh, or I say, guidelines. I mean, mm. general rules. Um, and the thing is, I think that businesses were rather hoping for very specific guidance, um, mainly because they want to make sure that they are not liable if people, let's say, catch COVID and and po- and possibly die. You know, mm. I can imagine, you know, the, the, the legal implications of your boss saying you've got to come in five days. Let's say you work at Goldman Sachs. They say, OK, every, everyone's in the office. You're at home thinking, oh, God, I really don't want to go because I'm, you know, I'm vulnerable. I have been vaccinated. But, oh, OK, you go in, you catch it, you die. Then what happens? You know, it's very, uh, the, you know, the way that the government is saying it at the moment, I think, leaves a lot of wiggle room. Hmm. Um, and it seems to me, this it, it, it's in its current form, a bit ambiguous. It, it leaves room for interpretation which means that the only people that are really going to benefit from this are the lawyers. Um, <laughs> so, so I think that, um, uh, you know, business are, are quite rightly annoyed, but, you know, by this whole thing. Um, but you can see, you know, the government doesn't want to take liability either because of course, if the government says um, you've got to go into, you know, uh, you, you are required to go into work unless you know, whatever X, Y, Z circumstance, um, then it's then it's the government that's that's at fault. And you can imagine, um, you know, the size of the claims that will be made against the government. Mm. So, you know, th- this is a this is very it's a very tricky problem. Um, so that's you know, that's 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 one thing I think is is and it is at the foremost of at the uh, front of a lot of people's minds as they 
consider uh, going back to uh, go, going back to the office. And I thought it was really interesting as well. Um, I mean, I know this is this is absolutely wild that I'm talking about two stories rather than oh, one. My but word. I know, I know. Well, I hope you're sitting down. Uh, quite frankly, uh, um, so uh, the other one was uh, I thought it was interesting um, about slaughter in May. Um, mm. Obviously, Silver Circle, um, you know, uh, highly highly regarded law firm is trialling a number of different um, initiatives. Now, the thing is, it just seems to me that, you know, they, basically all of these initiatives involve um, uh, maybe reducing hours, you know, in, in some way or other. Hmm. And, um, and, and for some, in, in, in some instances, for long blocks of time. Now, the thing is, with that, is it's all very well. And I would say, this, I mean, this is going to make me sound very cynical, but this is a typical sort of HR project, okay? That I, I think so. The chief execs are going to come up to HR, say, look, what we all head partner or whatever is, you know, we're going to come up to HR, say, look, we've got to have a plan, you know, give us, give us some options, and then we'll go ahead with that because they want to cover themselves. HR thinks I don't know what to do. Uh, they, you know, brainstorm, come up with a few options and then hit and here they are. Mm. Now, I think the problem is that the reality of this is, and I have said this before, is that um, whether it's a, an investment bank or whether it's a law firm or whatever it is, it's not always the culture of that firm that is the deciding factor on whether you have a miserable working life. Um, quite often it's it is actually it's the clients that they have. Um, yes. I mean, yes, it does depend on your company to a certain extent. Yes, it def more. It depends more, I think, on the makeup of your team and what your leadership is like in your team. But in but actually, it's the underlying clients because I would have thought, let's say Slaughter and May, I am sure are probably um, you know lawyers to a lot of the big investment banks. So let's say. They are, um, uh, uh, you know, lawyers to, I don't know, UBS or something. And I've no idea, by the way. I'm just using it, you know, try, just trying to use real names. <laughs> but let's say it's UBS. Um, UBS phones up Slaughter and May on a Friday, says, right, um, you know, we want, uh, you know, we're, we're going to be um, acting for such and such company. They're going to do, uh, they're going to do a, a money raising on Monday. Um, we want you to do the documents, get them on our desk by um, by by Monday, you know, Monday morning, uh, six a.m. Um, now, is Slaughter and May going to go? Ah, oh, really sorry, but um, you know, we've got this new policy in um, with our with our uh, staff, and we're just trying to give them a better work life balance. Before you can even get through that sentence, they will have slammed the phone down by that point. Yeah. Um, so. You know, it's 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 the expectation that clients also have to change and they may say they want to change and they may even change their own um, their own culture. But I really think that they are not going to change what they want when they want it. Um, and so um, I suspect that what will happen is there will they will um, firms will lose business because um Let's say, you know, the, the let's say in that example, UBS phones up and says, you know, we want Dave Smith because he's the best sin thing since sliced bread. Um, and um, and they say, oh, no, sorry, he's he's off at the moment. He's have he's having, um, you know, he's having three weeks off over the over the kids holidays. Well, they're going, oh, 
All right then. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. We'll phone up. We'll, we'll phone up Alan and Overy instead. Um, <laughs> try them out. You know, and that's the thing because I guess if you can't get the the person that you want and that you know and you works well with you and stuff like that, well, you might as well go to another firm. You know, because you're going to get another interview. So, like I say, I just think that it is um, naive um, to feel to think that this is going to work over the long term. I really doubt it. And I really think that things are going to slide back again. And if anything, I know this is going to be an, uh, an unpopular opinion. But if anything, you know, this is how people learn, you know, in terms of the junior uh, junior lawyers. It is a nightmare. People do burn out. It has, you know, people do, you know, serious, have serious problems as a result of this. But ultimately, there is light at the end of the tunnel. It does make a difference because you do learn a lot. So, mm. I mean, I know a lot of my friends who have gone into law and now partners and things. I mean, you know, they, they've said the same thing. It, it, that Those early tough years shaped them into and gave them the ex- expertise that they, that they have now. So, you know, yeah, so I, I, I would agree. I, I think it's really interesting all the magic circles looking at it. I don't think with junior lawyers, I, I agree. With you, I don't I don't see this really working. The one mm. the one thing they've looked at that I think has a little bit of traction is maybe for more senior lawyers that are involved in project based work. Yeah. If there's, if there's a finite end to that project, then maybe, yeah, take time off between projects. But if you're involved as a junior in those day to day transactional um, things for clients I, I just don't see how you can suddenly go yeah take three weeks off because like yeah. you said it'll, it'll hack the client off the junior won't get the experience they would have done or yeah. will, the trade-off will have to be you're not involved in the end point of the deal so yeah. I, I can see the project based based ideas working but not not the kind of switch yeah. on switch off and other things yeah um, but yeah so and yeah as for as for the guidelines I'm sure yeah everyone's trying to dodge liability and um yeah, at some point someone's going to have to put in some finite rules as to what what is expected, um, but yeah. I don't know when that'll happen. Yeah. So there we go. I mean, um, you know, so again, another another subject, uh, another subject put to bed. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, but look, I think that um, I just wanted to say quickly that I. I think that um, we had a we we had a very good call uh, yesterday for all of those people who um, uh, gave you know um, uh, listened into the the, uh, the the Zoom call the Zoom call last night. Um, so I think that you know it went really well. So thank you for those of you who did that. Mm. Um, and um, you know if you are still interested uh, in joining Watson's Daily as a, as a Watson's Daily ambassador, uh, please look at our socials, get the links, all that kind of stuff. It's all good. Um, and we, we've got a bit of time. I think it's, uh, what was it? I think it was the end of next week, I think it is, that we, or end of the next, not ne- this weekend, but the, the one after. Um, and that will be the deadline. And then after that, we, we start going through it. So, uh, so thank you very much indeed. Um, thank you very much indeed, uh, Duncan, as always. Um, and thank you to all the listeners for listening and continuing to support this podcast. So many thanks and have a lovely day. Many thanks. Take care. Bye.